Welcome to Caffeine Confessionals. This is the Double Agents Episode 3 Podcast Recap. My name is Alan Aguirre. This is my podcast partner, the lovely, the Canadian, the holly jolly, Miss Nikki Sin. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I know I'm like so festive. For like those that are just listening, I have like my, my Christmas tree behind me. I've got my little, I think this is a festive hat. There's a pom-pom on top, whatever. It's <laughs> as good as it gets for me. Yeah, I really phoned it in. I mean, I took these two ornaments off my tree and uh, put them on my ears. I love it. And it goes with, take... like, the festive shirt. Yeah. And now I'm going to take them off because they are really bugging me. And <laughs> I have my earphone in my ear as well as this. So it, it, every time it clanked against the inside of the earphone, I could just, you know, hear it in the inside of my brain. Oh it's my not God, fun. That... I was shooting a like a different podcast, an interview, um, mm-hmm. where I was just like a guest last week, and I had my hoops on, but it kept like clanging against my headphones, and I was like, okay, I can't move, but now it looks <laughs> weird because I'm like stuck in time. No, putting those ornaments on my ears made me realize like I I got some pretty like big ears, and I was like I got self conscious doing it. <laughs> All the better to hear my my opinions. With. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you feel about this episode? I loved it. I know it sounds like I said that last week with last week's episode, but like we had so much drama and like I felt like the daily challenge, which obviously we're going to get into a bit later, was it was so different from the other stuff they've done. Oh, Ghostlight is back. Uh, I love Ghostlight. (laughs) I agree. I really enjoyed this episode because there was a through line of it. Like there was just you were always engaged you're always following something yeah. it never felt like there was any dead air this episode at the same time i do worry that there are characters who are on the sidelines a little bit too much this season where I we're agree. not seeing them at all even the editing uh where the player who got eliminated this episode it didn't feel like the editing of an episode of like a player who's getting eliminated yeah it wasn't Except- like the losers edit <laughs> yeah which is good sometimes but other times i feel like it's needed oh i agree Uh, there's two ambers on the show i can't even get a little bit of one no i keep forgetting they're there i posted the meme on twitter last week where it's like spongebob watching the commercial and you could see the corner of his head in the commercial he's like look there i am there i am and that's like the ambers watching uh double agents and it was hilarious because they both retweeted it like within like five minutes of each other as they should (laughs) because i like keep forgetting that certain people are on the show and i'm like right i've been like rooting for them i think the biggest person like that this season for me is probably michi because every time he's on screen i like his energy a lot and then i'm like wait oh yeah you're on the show i kind of thought he would get more of like a like a playboy edit because it seemed like in like i think it was either the launch episode or the first episode uh, where he was like flirting with anisa and ashley yeah, I mean, apparently he has something going on with Amber M this season that isn't even being shown. Well, we I want to see two hot people hooking up. That's I, I what also do you think reality see. TV is for. Yeah, there's such a lack of good people hooking up on the internet these days. It's just it's, it's criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Get them on there. I want to see it. On to actually breaking down the episode. Uh, we opened up with Kyle being fiery from elimination. Uh, he is hey, basically cursing out Fessy. 
telling him he's like he's lame as hell uh that he made a bad choice he announces that he's like now on west's side of the house which is a bad side of the house to take but he's angry and he's engaged and when kyle's trying i love him on the show i this is a kyle stan account i'm gonna say it i like kyle I, I think he's, like, great TV. I think he's a great competitor. I think he's incredibly, like, underrated. I think he gets the, like, the naughty, like, party person edit. And you're like, okay, well, they, they can't really compete. And then when they show up, they show up. And, like, I don't know. I just... This is a Kyle Stan account. I'm going to say it again. I, I really like... liked how he was like, okay, let's go drinking after he won. He should have called Fessy out. It was right that he called Fessy out. Because last week, Fessy was like, I'm only going in to get my gold skull if it's something physical. If I see, like, a ring or if I see, like, a hall brawl, I'm going in. And, and then exactly. it's exactly. very obvious it was physical. That was not a puzzle. <laughs> oh, like Ghostlight the, back. The, welcome back, Ghostlight. Yeah. The, with, third, uh, the third host. With Fessy, uh, it was funny because he explained the twist that he could see the votes which after two episodes, I think people should figure out. Uh, it's not it's not a big shocker for him to say it by episode three. However, he did out Corey and Nelson as voting for Wes, <laughs> and it's funny because uh, Kyle calls them the stupid brigade, which is brilliant in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and nothing is funnier than Wes being like, "Wait, the whole stupid brigade voted for me." because <laughs> he said it was such a like a hurt like all three of the stupid brigade all my friends voted me in <laughs> it what made me like a little confused is i didn't realize that Corey and west were so close they are aligned every season they do every single one all the way up to like the champs versus stars and it's, it's one of those things where it's just always like a secret like we are aligned but we are not telling anyone we will not target each other we will always somewhat look out for each other I don't know. I feel like it's just, like, never shown in editing. I never thought of the two as friends. And, like, you know, I think of Wes and Leroy as friends because they've they've both been on the show for so long. Yeah. Uh, well, it's one of those things where, like, Wes has just always really liked Corey. He just thinks he's great TV. Uh, back on Rivals 3, there was the time where uh, Corey was Wes's secret number one, number two team. And then that spot got blown up by Nicole Ramos. And then you had, I think it was Chance versus Stars, where people were like, why is Corey on this season? Why He's not a champion. And Wes is all like, hey, you hook up with three girls in one season. That makes you a champion on the challenge. And they've done like stuff where they interviewed the real world cast together. Wes has done, I think he's done like some work with Beta Blocks for Corey to like help him out with his okay. like PR and stuff. And they just have always been... Friends, like I, I saw photos of them hanging out, like on a season, like when Wes wasn't even on the show, when he was taking his break. I guess they're both like big faces of MTV because Corey's been on, you know, almost every show except for Ridiculousness on the network. So, yeah, so he's a he's about due to to be on that show too. Nelson is in many ways like you know a poor man's Wes in terms of like what he wants to do. <laughs> Uh, like he's good at eliminations he wants to make political plays just doesn't have the skills doesn't have the skill set to oh but he tries he does and he's hilarious and i love nelson and i love i love us but yeah it was just funny because his voice when he said the whole stupid brigade all of you 
<laughs> All of you? <laughs> oh. It's just genuine hurt because it's like, man, my friends did that? At least tell me. Yeah, and then it's like, I guess because I'm not in, I'm not on the show, but I don't know when it would be a good opportunity to just be like, hey, listen, man, I just went and voted. Um, I had to vote for you. Uh, this is why. This is my, this is, it helps my gameplay, which in the end is the most important to me. Like, when is there a good opportunity? Because I don't really know what the timeline is like. Like, I don't know if they, they vote and then immediately, you know, the double agents get to go see it. And then like an hour later is elimination or, or what the whole deal is. So yeah. I wouldn't know when to tell the person. It's interesting that Wes decides that, all right, we're not going to, we're not, we're now going to vote for Corey in this next elimination didn't i'm gonna be honest it didn't really make any sense to me i mean i think you the move is you have to go for fessy because kyle also hates fessy and i guess you could align more people against that big brother side but i i think his thinking was that the big brother side is too strong to go against so might as well target Corey because he's on the outside of that again it didn't really make full sense but it was a good opening to the episode and just funny interactions all around yeah, and I think you really got to to see how quickly the alliances can switch up. Like, especially if you're a newer viewer to the show, you don't understand like how quickly somebody's like, "Okay, this is my ride or die," and then you know, like <laughs> half half a scene later, they're like, "I hate you," throwing drinks in their face, <laughs> ready to throw them into elimination. <laughs> it's nice to see that the rookies just get to kind of sit back, though. <laughs> Yeah, the rookies are just, like, wondering, like, what the hell is going on this season? They're coasting. I love it. Yeah, they're just playing the middle. Next, we had the daily challenge, which was uh, players wrestling on top of a giant semi-truck, trying to knock their opponent off the side. Uh, Once you knock your opponent's feet off the side of it, uh, the player that stays on longer wins. Let's know. No harnesses. No harnesses. I mean, I think harnesses would have made this more d- difficult or dangerous because h- how would a harness work for this? Yeah, you'd like fling off the side of the truck. That sounds far more terrifying. There were nets, however. Yeah, there were nets on the side. I'm like, you don't actually like fall off and die. You don't. That, that doesn't happen. But the you, way that you have, a, you have a safety net. Well, the way that TJ presented it, he was like, if you don't fall into the net, you could be roadkill, because it was called roadkill or something. And so I thought there was nothing on the opposite ends of the truck where the nets weren't. And then I noticed that there was like a big wall. And I was like, okay, because it had me terrified. Whenever I watched the show, I'm like, I wonder if I could do this. I really feel like I could. I'm yeah. I, like, I'm spunky like that. M- MTV I- is like, yeah, if you fall off, we're getting a huge lawsuit against us. Yeah, if you fall off, you're, you're dead. I was like, <laughs> Your family's going to get a nice a nice payment towards them. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have to pay an appearance fee because you didn't fulfill your end of the contract because you died. So, <laughs> and I loved this, though. This was such a good daily challenge. I think it would be a great elimination, too. This daily challenge is why they keep headbangers to only eliminations generally because there were two injuries, and that's bound to happen when you have 28 people wrestling. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. If you, Anyone who's played, like, a football game knows that, like, someone's going to, like, turn an ankle. Someone's going to pull something. It's going to happen when you have that many people doing that. I mean, they could have made it a little bit safer by padding the semi-truck a little more. 
But then you have an injury like Liv's, which is just like the trampoline injury where you like hit your elbow right here going the wrong way. And that's just something that's going to happen when you fall. I felt so bad for her. Because it's not like she got hurt like in the middle of of like the the fight. I don't want to call it a yeah. fight. In the in the middle of the the wrestling match between her and her opponent, like she she got a lip, like got knocked off by Tori, and then was hurt inside of the net. And then you still have to keep like move like you're in a net on a moving truck. You're Maybe essentially they in a giant done... hammock and like still probably injuring yourself. Maybe they could have done like a styrofoam pit. Yeah. Maybe that's the maybe that would have been the solution. I don't know. As a whole, though, it was very cool to watch, and it it gave us like a lot of insight into these players' abilities. Except it was just dangerous, and it's why you keep headbangers to eliminations. I still, I, you know, I had Jay's reaction when I saw it. I was like, yes, yes, let's let's do it because you want to see them do these headbangers every once in a while, like. I get excited when it's when it's the really physical daily challenges as excited as I get when it's the trivia challenge. At first oh. I thought it was going to be underwhelming. Oh, same because I was like okay, they're going to have a bunch of like restrictions when doing it and I thought that like when I first saw it, I thought the double agents, um I thought Fessy and Nisa were going to get to like choose who go against like who goes against who because often they'll they'll have like the the last week's daily challenge winners choose the order in which people go in but tj was like no it's gonna be random it's like okay this is it does look a bit like they did maybe pick partners or pick the opponents even though they said it was random because none of the big brother players are facing the big brother players no it yeah it looks like all of fessy's allies are facing people that are not against each other then again maybe if they were facing each other they would have just let each other throw themselves off the top so they could get power team immediately yeah I, I wouldn't have wanted to see anyone throw this challenge. I would have been I would have been pissed off about that. I agree. But they they got some some teams against each other, and a lot of people surprised me. Agreed. The first round was Cam and Kyle versus Nicole and Devin. Devin with a surprising tie against Kyle, which is a you know that's good for him and a disappointing tie for Kyle. Oh, absolutely. And Kyle's just come out of this, like, this win, and he's got all this energy about it, and he's like, yeah, like, screw you, Bessie, screw everyone who's working with Bessie, screw everybody, and then ties with one of the most mediocre players in the house. You know? But I did, and I'm gonna regret saying this as it's, you know, being recorded. I didn't hate Devin this episode. No, I didn't either. I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good tie for him and a bad tie for Kyle at the same time, and it's hilarious how it works that way because like you should view the two of the same, but like I don't, and because no. of that, I'm proud of him. On the other side of things, Nicole Zenyatta tears her shoulder or dislocates it. You can see the actual bone yeah. popping out, and. She didn't look like she was having too many problems. It looked more like she went to grab Cam real fast and all that energy and athleticism, just like her bone popped out, like just shoulders completely popped out of place. And what was funny to me was that she was like, wait, Cam, stop. Cam, stop. And I'm. (laughs) Yeah, because she kept yelling time. And I was like, what do you. So I I thought she was yelling time because like they had like padding or something on or like something came undone. 
it, something did come undone. It was her shoulder. But hey, Cam's helmet was off too. Yeah, I was like, "What's go?" What What I didn't get is that like once your shoulder pops, if you want to call time, just walk off the side. Just walk off the side and give the person the win. But like, unless you clearly say, "I have a dislocated shoulder," <laughs> then I don't yeah. know what Cam is supposed to do. I yeah, because Cam is gonna. What it reminded me of, um, since, you know, I'm always throwing shade at Nicole, um, it reminded me of when you get, like, tagged in a game, and you're like, no, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out, I hurt my leg, I hurt my leg. And they're like, oh, okay. And then you're like, time, again. So you can you can start running, and you're like, it didn't count. No, in basketball, I'm the master of, like, the fake out, where someone will throw me a pass in my chest, and I'll catch it, and it'll make a big noise, and I'll, like, take the ball and I'll kind of like go into like a crouch oh, yeah. and people will just like watch me. And then I'll just be like, all right, I'm gonna take that. Like now that I'm open, I'm going to train the shot and I'm, I'm a great shooter. So it's just like, if you give me space, it's, it's done. It's done. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I, I that's what I would have done. I have no, I have no like sports fake outs. Um, I'm sure if this is going to get wildly taken out of context, which as it should, but I've taken a lot of balls to the face, like volleyball, Broke, I, I broke six pairs of glasses in one year of, of school. At I that got, point, like, did your parents just start buying you sunglasses? My parents were just like, mm, maybe you shouldn't wear your glasses during gym. So I decided not to wear them one day. And then I still got hit in the face because I couldn't see. <laughs> so it, it really just like wasn't working out for me. It was at that point that I was like, athletically, I'm a runner. <laughs> then I joined the trivia team too and I was like competitively this is what I'm going to do there'll be, be, no, be no basketball for me at that point you just got to fake a migraine oh yeah or you know depending on, on what uh, which gym teacher you have period cramps yeah. lady problems sorry right. unexplained lady problems next round was Wes and Natalie versus Josh and Nani. Josh, 40 pounds on Wes at least, half a foot on him, and he gets pulled a Jordan on him. <laughs> Where Wes at the last second pulls Josh down with him. I love In it. a very uh, Harry Potter Voldemort <laughs> style, where he's all like, we're ending this together, Tom. <laughs> Just how we started. I understand this reference now. All I've watched for like weeks is just the first four Harry Potter films. There's only four. Sorry. Sorry, Ali Evans, if you're listening to this, there's only four in my head. But I understand this reference now. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I do have depression and enjoy watching this as a comfort thing. I loved watching that like one toe. Yeah. It was, it was sort of like on Invasion. Well, yeah, with Amanda running out of the thing. Yeah, and when they and also when they had that that one challenge where they had to hold on to uh, that like side this panel that was like yeah yeah and Shane took them all down. Oh. Yeah, that was it was a very you know veteran move by West just to see like oh here's Josh he's way bigger than I am he thinks he could just take me down with ease I'm just gonna toss him off right here at this moment and that replay where they yeah. just show it and he just keeps it on. With perfect precision. That little was, twinkle toe, like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> like, that's the difference between like a player like Wes and Josh, where like no matter how much time Josh puts in, like training for this show, getting better at this show, that brain stuff where it's just the little things like that where oof. Yeah. He's just 
I don't know. At this point, he just doesn't have it. It feels like. I think he also needs to take a break. He's he's the Big Brother player with the most amount of like appearances on the show, and I'm he just doesn't have anything to show for it yet. Yeah, it's been a bit of a rough ride for him. I mean, he's improving, but yeah, the Natalie Nani battle was actually very good. It and was so good. It was one where, to me, the difference was Nani has been on this show for like a decade. Yeah. And she's been in pole wrestles and competitions like that where she knows how to kick her legs, throw her elbows at her opponents. And Natalie hasn't. And you could even see Natalie in her confessionals like, I'm way stronger than this girl. I'm way better than this girl. But for some reason, I can't beat her at all. And that's the difference between, like, a challenge veteran versus a challenge rookie. I also think Natalie's probably never been in a fight, like a physical fight. It doesn't look like she's ever been in, like, a a bar scrap, a good old-fashioned somebody throws a drink at one of your friends, and you just... I mean, I've never done that, of course. There's a specific thing where where you're elbowing someone in a face or kicking someone while, like, you're on the ground that you just don't know how to do it till you're there. And Nani's had experience doing that. She's been doing that since her, like, mid-20s, and now she's in her early 30s, and she's like, oh, this? All right. (laughs) It's, as as a a fellow, like, tiny girl, you know, it's all about the legs. You wrap the legs and flip them that way. Nani's not even, I mean, Nani has gotten skinnier in recent years. She used to be a lot bigger, but, like, yeah, it was was a very interesting matchup, and I'm really proud of Nani, because even though she lost... They both went down together, and it was very close. Yeah. Just overall, because I I thought it was going to be, like, an unfair matchup, because I was like, okay, Natalie's just going to take Nani out. She's just going to, like, pick her up and throw her. I think everyone who ever faces Nani or competes with Nani is just always shocked. Yes. And moving on, the next matchup was Gabby and Leo versus Amber B and Darrell. And you got to love that... MTV gave Amber B the confessional where she's like, yeah, I played rugby for five years only to promptly be flung by Gabby, who is nine inches shorter than her. And what looked like a pretty like solid win by Gabby. Yeah. And I thought it was unfair that Gabby didn't get some sort of like winning edit there. They did. They barely acknowledged the fact that like this rookie who, you know, we've only, we've only shown her like crying once. Like, took someone who's been playing rugby for five years and was like, yeet! Just- and they, they just flashed a graphic, like, in one second, like, Gabby wins. If you, like, look away, you would have thought Amber won that. You just would have assumed... Was- <laughs> I thought it was still going. I was like, oh, okay. Like, like lean over. I'm like, oh, better get my, my drink while I'm still going. Like, I look up, I'm like, oh, okay. And Amber also- is nine inches taller than her, too. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> It was astonishing, and it's like, I feel like Amber and Darrell are, like, an underestimated team, but they're just, they're so quiet, I keep forgetting they're there. Agreed. I mean, Darrell, he has, like, a funny comment every week, but this week, again, was a little underwhelming. Uh, He had his matchup against Leo, and Leo just put in a lot of respect for the wrestling community, because Darrell's got 50 pounds on him, at least. Yeah. And he shows that, like, even though wrestling is scripted, there is a lot of actual grappling to it and a lot of, like, skill you need to be a good wrestler. And yeah. he reverses everything that Darrell puts him in, and they go to a draw. They really should have had, like, 
they should have, I feel like the editing team should have done like a full like wrestling match, like sound and everything. I know they played Billy Idol and I was really excited about that. Oh but God, that was fantastic. I'm a they should have had like a, guy. oh, same. His new song with Miley. Yeah. Oof. Oh, I definitely like sobbed when I was listening to it because my dad would have <laughs> loved it. But I feel like they should have had like a whole like wrestling edit with that. Like it should have been like ding, ding, ding. 100%. They should have, yeah, they should have had like the matchups in each corner. Yeah. Had the intros. They missed they missed the mark there. Lost opportunity for sure. Yeah. Then it was Lolo and Nam versus Teresa and Jay. And Lolo had the same experience that Natalie did to an extent, where she starts and she's like, Whoa, what the hell? This person's throwing shoulders, elbows, everything. <laughs> and eventually Lolo gets the win, but it was another scenario where it's like, Yeah, that's what it's like to be on the challenge and be in a pole wrestle such a hall brawl, which yeah. Teresa has been. It's been a long time, but she's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. What they should have done, like, I feel like Natalie and Lolo maybe should have just watched that X's elimination between Nani and Teresa. That would have been, that would have been better than, I think, some of the workouts they probably did. <laughs> and then I had to watch, I had to watch Nam and, and Jay go at it. They didn't even. Nam, Nam murdered Jay. Oh, but Nam didn't even get, like, a confessional for it. I felt I felt bad about that. It was very it was very much swept under the rug, especially for you know two of the three teams that actually won both heats. Yeah, I I felt I felt like they could have shown more. Yeah. Next was Tori and Corey versus Liv and Michi. Tori beats Liv pretty easily. Uh, Liv gets injured on the fall, not actually the wrestling portion into the net where her elbow hits, you know, the wrong point of the net. And that's sad to see because Liv has been awesome in confessionals and she's gorgeous yeah. and is hilarious. I think, I think that Liv would really, she would really benefit from like taking the experience of like this season and like, like, you know, like hitting the gym, you know, practicing some puzzles Doing like doing things like that, rewatching old seasons, and I think that she could very much just like come back better than ever. Sort of, sort of like Jenny's first season. I agree. I don't know if she'll be as. I mean, obviously, because Jenny's whole life is committed to fitness, so it's a little bit different. But I agree. Yeah. I think Liv could carve out a nice role on the show. She could. Corey, and she's so likable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Corey and Michi. Uh, Corey's dominating the whole time, and then Michi. Pulls the Jordan on him in that he yeah. pulls the West and flips him over at the last second and gets the win. I loved it. I But what I didn't love was Tori being like, oh, my God, I feel so bad that I hurt Liv. Well, maybe I don't feel that bad. And I was like, dude, come on. I was thinking you were, like, kind of likable. Oh, Nothing was funnier so than before the episode, they were like, go Team Ori. Which is a yeah. joke we made on episode one. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's the worst joke ever. And now they're leaning into it because it's like, oh, man, if Tori's making this joke, then I definitely don't want to be making that joke. I was like, did they did they hear us? <laughs> You're like, I know they filmed this like. Once yeah, ago, but <laughs> it's this some sort of time travel situation. Next up was Casey Leroy versus Amber Nelson. 
Uh, felt like a weird matchup. They were like, hey, Casey, here's a human football to throw. Poor Amber. Amber, right, Amber, Amber went at her in that like time period. She just was throwing herself at Casey, was getting some good tackles in, and eventually got nudged off because Casey is a football player, and this was made for her and yeah. has 30 pounds on her. So it was pretty easy for Casey. But Amber showed a lot of heart. So much. And I think that, you know, again, they could have, you know, shown her more than once on the screen. So each I can see how much more heart she has. Each week, Nelson cuts a confessional next to Amber, where Amber doesn't get to talk, but just reacts to whatever dumb stuff Nelson is saying. She's like an adorable... Who's the guy that doesn't talk? Is it... Which one? Is Penn and Teller? Which one is the one that doesn't talk? Penn. No, tell her. Oh, I can't remember. I just watched their, like, whole You Can't Fool Us or whatever. Amber is the one who doesn't talk. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> she's, she's so sweet. And she just got into some some Twitter beef. With Fessy, yeah. Yeah, we love to see it. Yeah, I love her. I love the energy she brings. I mean, that is the game plan, though. When you're a small girl like that and you're going up against the Goliath, she just tried her best. I mean, she just went at it. She That's what you should do. I mean, yeah. it was cool. It was awesome to see. You fake it till you make it. Anytime I've ever had to come across someone bigger than me, which is everyone, um, <laughs> I'm like, just fake it till you make it. Just pretend that you have any idea what you're doing. <laughs> Nelson and Leroy uh, was them both just falling off the side immediately. Yeah, very yeah. underwhelming. And Leroy got the win, so good for Leroy. Leroy's confessional look this week, too. That patterned button-up. He's looking good. Yeah, Cam's dressing him. I know it. I know Cam's dressing him. And I thank her for it. Because he looks good. Big T and CT faced Anissa and Fessy. (laughs) Poor Big T. (sighs) No. I like that she prefaced it like, oh, I've never been in a fight before, so let's see how this goes. And then Anissa, just as politely as she can, just like nudges Big T off the side. She's like, ping. It was like watching, you know, uh, when you face the final level in Super Smash Bros. And it's the big, you face the big hand. Yeah. It was kind of like, the Anissa's the big hand versus whatever character you've chosen. And was just like <laughs> thrown off the side. I the poor thing, but she tried. You can never say that she just like gives up. She had no clue what she was doing. It was real not sad a, to watch. I not a clue. It was the opposite of Amber, where Amber B is like, "Yeah, I'm undersized. I'm, I'm gonna go for this guy's ankle. I'm gonna go for this person's knee." Big T just didn't have the strategy down at all. Like, and then for a she, hug. <laughs> And then CT Fessy was a draw. Which I also thought was underwhelming. I was kind of hoping to see those two like really go at it. Oh, you're gone again. Ghost Light's really at it today. Not even Ghost Light. All right. 
And then CT and Fessy fight to a draw in what was a underwhelming bout. Oh, I know. I wanted to see more of them. Like, I I liked that it was called the the like big boy showdown or something. It's very <laughs> very reminiscent for me because we have like in in like my friend group, um, we have some guys that are like built bigger. So whenever they would like DJ together or back to back, we call it the Husky Boy Showdown. <laughs> So I'm like shouting at the screen, I'm like, yeah, Husky Boy Showdown. And I'm like, right, these aren't, these aren't the same people. We then find out the winners of the Daily Challenge are Leroy and Casey, which is the most boring set of winners there could be. Come on, like, could something with more like pizzazz, maybe? Something that a little bit... As much spice? as... As much as as a West Natalie win would have sh- like just shaken up the game, I would have settled for Nam and Lola, who were the other top team. I would have loved to see them like snag a win, and I think that it would have given the two of them a bit more confidence in the game. Do you think that there should be? I know people don't like the tribunal. I don't like the tribunal when it's like a big team winning, but when they're pairs like this, this is something where I feel like they should reward the teams for finishing top three. Because there's no punishment for last place in this game. No, I agree. I just, I don't like the tribunals when it's like five people in one tribunal. Basically just like ganging up on whoever. Yeah. Or it's like a team of ten where they randomly pick three people or two people. Those, those always just mess up the game. But yeah, it does suck because even though Wes and Natalie, I mean, they kind of overcame the odds because Wes had to beat someone 40 pounds bigger than him. And they had to win in general, both heats. They, they they're still at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like everything's working against them this season. In the past, they would do things like this, where the top two teams would then face each other in a final round, and that that would have been exciting. I would have loved to have seen that. After the daily challenge, we go back to the house. People are having dinner. They're having some drinks. Not everyone's one hundred percent sober. It looks like. No, based on their and- slurring of their words. CT and Casey get into a little bit of a tiff where CT wants to make an egg quesadilla at the stove. However, Casey is cooking a frozen microwave pizza on the stove. Do you have any experience cooking frozen microwave pizza on the stove? Um, I've never personally done that. I did like how this was sort of like Pizzagate 2020. (laughs) It's similar to when Marie took all those pizzas. Brad didn't get any or something. (laughs) <laughs> I was all upset about that. So I, I did like that like mental throwback for me. But I I've never taken a frozen pizza and cooked it like that. I always just put them in the oven. Is that not I, how I went down a rabbit hole. Cause I was like, nobody does that. And I went I watched like at least 15 YouTube videos <laughs> of people of people cooking the pizza on the stove. And my summary is that number one, just cook it in the oven. Why wouldn't you just put it in the oven? Number two, if you don't have an oven, just cook it in the microwave. Yeah. Number three, everyone who did cook it on the stove originally put it in the microwave once, then put it back on the stove, then put it back in the microwave, and then back on the stove. So it's a very... That's a lot of work, especially in a challenge house. Like, maybe when the house gets down to, like, I don't know, 16 people... Then you make your stovetop pizza. But when there's 26 people trying to 
eat some dinner and yeah. CT just wants to make his egg quesadilla. I think CT had a valid complaint. He did. And also, is there just one element on the stove? Like they're all there is whether were they fighting over the frying pan? I just I didn't. It's definitely one of those things that like if I was drunk and in the house, I would definitely like I I would be furious about this probably. But like as a sober person watching from the outside, I'm like, OK. Michi was making bacon on the other side, I think that was I think that's what's going on. Oh, uh, well, what? OK, well, he can't make it. I mean, could you make bacon in the oven? Is that a thing people do? Yeah. We did that here. I don't know if that's oh, like strictly wow. a Canadian thing, but we, a lot of the times, um, especially, I mean, not now because COVID, but my, when my friends and I would like go away places when we're, you know, there's at least like 15 of us there that we want to make breakfast for like a large group. Um, we always put the, the bacon in the oven. You put it on like a, a sheet. Wow. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Okay. I, I, need, I need to go down a bacon oven rabbit hole <laughs> of YouTube videos. Coming up next week on Caffeine Confessionals, <laughs> bacon. <laughs> then uh, Josh sees this interaction between them. CT goes outside to smoke a cigarette because he does not have an egg quesadilla to munch on. Thus, he must crave his hunger somehow. <laughs> Josh's like, I don't want to have a falling out with you. And he's yes, like, a falling out over what? Casey's like, dude, that wasn't even, you weren't even there. That's not even your conversation. Again, valid points. Yeah, inserting himself in for no reason. There was no reason for Josh to be involved in that. Josh tells him that Casey's inside crying. The second CT hears that, he leaves the conversation to go apologize to Casey like a rational adult. He apologizes to her. He's like, oh, I heard you were crying. And then Casey's like, what? And what's funny is that Amber is like standing right next to her. And she has this face on her like, I've been standing right next to this girl the whole time. Like, yeah. No, nobody was crying. And which, which further proves it wasn't that big of a fight. Yeah. And like that was... one, Josh is just lying. He, <laughs> then when he, he, caught, everything. he gets caught lying and then says, I did not say she was crying. I never said that. Nope. Didn't say it. I'm like, <laughs> dude, we, we all saw you. We the, we the fans physically saw him say it. Yeah. Three seconds earlier. There and then no doubles, way that could be he doubles down on it. He didn't need to lie, then double down on lying. Yeah. Why did why didn't he just why didn't he just admit he was over exaggerating? He was like, well, my friend was really upset. I just thought I thought you should know like how much it upset her. Even though it obviously didn't. They then get into a screaming battle, and you could tell that <laughs> CT as a whole is just disappointed. Not over the fight, but the fact that he himself, in his 40s, is fighting with Josh. And you could be yeah. like, you could see in his face, like, man, I remember when I used to get into some, into some really good fights with some people who could go toe-to-toe with me. He's, yeah. like, I, he's like, you could see, he's like, man, I miss fighting with Coral. That was, that, those were the good days. We believe us. We miss that too. <laughs> we miss that too. Josh is always like inserting himself in drama. He does not have to be inserted in. This has nothing to do with him, unless he was like, "Oh, the pizza was also for me." Don't don't blame her, just her. You gotta love Casey being like, "Yeah, I would defend Josh the same way." Casey, oh, I've like never that. even heard your like voice compared to Josh's. Right. No. <laughs> it's like he's like my brother. I'm like, you weren't even on the same season of Big Brother. 
<laughs> what? It's just, it's funny. And then Big T diffuses the situation by hugging CT. And they make a perfect sitcom together. They oh, are... Hawk and Fluffy so, Buddy? They're just so awesome together. And I just, I love them. Oh, man, they're so adorable together. They decided on those, uh, they're like secret agent names. She's like, okay. CT was like, okay, Big T, you're going to be Hawk. You're just going to swoop in. And I'm going to be, and she's like, Bunny. Okay. <laughs> I'm Fluffy Bunny. Okay. The Hawk and Fluffy Bunny show. I'm, I'm into it. It was great because they did that editing with the hawk or the eagle where they show the bird and then they go into the eye fall and it's Big T. And they didn't give CT the same editing. And I think it's because they didn't want to get a call from CT. Yeah, being like, dude, I I represented the show for years. Why am I a rabbit? He's like, I'm not going to be fighting with Josh and be (laughs) edited to look like a bunny in the same episode. It's just not (laughs) happening. Miss me with that BS. No. What's great is that right when the Josh uh, CT fight ends, Devin is just like, oh, Big Brother sucks. Which is <laughs> such a dumb thing to say because it's the exact same thing that people were saying about Are You the One like five years ago. But it's, what's, I like I said, I can't believe it's on record that I liked Devin this episode. I just thought it was so funny because that's definitely something I would do while drunk. Because I would be like mocking the fact that like, you know, Josh is arguing about something so stupid. I'd be like, Big Brother sucks. Because <laughs> he was like, who said that? I wonder who said that. It was a very much like, she doesn't even go here type joke. I and I, <laughs> I honestly really liked it. And I think that the Big Brother people are going to start to realize, like, as as they're cast more often, that it's going to be just like the Are You The One people. They they were all, you know, teamed up together. I mean, to me, until it's Until of... they realized that it wasn't a great idea. It's just like they're normalized at this point. I... They've been integrated. They've been on for six seasons now. It's normal. Devin, because he's been gone for so long, is the only person still making this, like, oh, Big Brother sex joke because he's out of the loop. Yeah, because no one's told him, like, we're like, like, no one's saying that anymore. (laughs) He's like, guys, Big Brother sucks. And he's like twirling a fidget spinner at the same time. (laughs) Oh, what makes me like, I don't know if I would be saying that. You know, if I wanted to be cast back on the network that also owns Big Brother, like, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. It, but this fight as a whole felt more like two people on each other's level versus CT and Josh. Yeah. And Devin claims to be so much smarter and so much better than everyone. I'm like, okay, but you just did the same thing that Josh did, which was insert yourself in. And for what? What do you have to show for inserting yourself into this? My favorite thing, though, is that Josh is loud. So, like, when Josh... Because, like, CT and Casey's fight was very contained. And Josh inserted himself into that little thing. Josh is yelling and everyone in the house can hear it. People who are filming The Amazing Race could hear Josh (laughs) yelling right now. (laughs) I heard it it at home in Canada. That's why I was, like, so ready to talk about this. Because I was like, oh, I heard it firsthand. (laughs) They showed Leo and Nam's face where they're just like, what's going on right now? And Leo, who, as a wrestler, his biggest strength is talking. He's a big, you know, speaker slash trash talker. He cuts promos on people. And he's just watching this like, man, this is the worst promo battle ever. Because one guy is yelling. One guy is yelling that I can yell louder than you. It, it's all, it was all trash, no talk. 
That's it was the worst. And you know, Josh is like outside bare feet <laughs> in what looked like rain on the ground. And Casey's like, man, go inside. Just go to bed. The Devin Casey fight was really good because Devin only had one security guard and he wasn't really even trying to be held back. He's just smoking a cigarette, like just taking shot. Like he's saying like two things at a time. If like, you want my like, tracksuit, bro, just say so. <laughs> he's saying like five words while Josh is just so angry, trying to like throw hits, has security guards like just oh holding so him back. Funny. And it was crazy because I, I don't know. It was just he was yelling at him and the other guy was just so calm. I really at one think point, that's what the challenge has been missing. At one point, Devin keeps asking, what's eight times nine? To oh, which wait, I don't think Josh knows. No, yeah, the weird thing was that he asked him like four times, and I thought it was kind of annoying. But at the same time, when someone asks you by like the fourth time, you, you kind of should say 72 at some point. Because now I'm starting to believe that you don't know what eight times nine is. I'll tell you what, I believe that he doesn't know. <laughs> I sorry. If Josh just yelled 72, he'd win the argument right there. He just he would just end it right there. His choice not to and just yell at Devin and say that he's a layup and that he'll destroy him. When Josh himself is a career 0-3 in eliminations yeah. and just lost a physical game to someone 40 pounds less than him. It's not a good look. It's a really bad look. In fact, if we wanted to add more spice to this argument, what I would have liked to seen was if, you know, if our girl, well, my girl, Ashley Mitchell was there, she would have, she could have run to tell a drunk Nani, be like, hey, CT's going after uh, Casey and Josh, who she's <laughs> tight with both of them. I would have loved her come in with her cup of noodles. Hey, what are we talking about? No, Nani was right there. She was eating a pizza right nearby. Where's the cup noodle? Where's cup noodle, Nani? She was, eating, it. she was eating a pizza. She was like, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> I don't blame her. Bad look for Josh to, like, lose to Wes, then lose to CT in that little tiff, get caught lying, and then lose to Devin, of all people. Yeah. At this point, he needs to call Joseph to see if he can get back on the show. Because he, he could beat Joseph probably in an argument or a fight. But He'd be like, bro, yeah. I'll give you some mustard. <laughs> it's like, do you want fancy? Do you want spicy mustard? What do you yeah. want, bro? I'll a get little, it for you. A little Dijon? Ooh. Honey? <laughs> they then follow up this... Uh, party slash fight at the at the club and you could see Devin just have the realization like yeah I'm getting voted into elimination yeah it not a not a good look but he in my head made the most made the most sense because Nicole was uh was medically DQ'd he has to get the camera time yeah so Nicole was medically DQ'd he has no partner you know he kind of doesn't and it doesn't seem like he really has, like, a huge alliance. No. Not at all. It's just him and Wes, really. Yeah. And, and Kyle. Who... <laughs> yeah. And I think I think Kyle. I don't know. They then have the voting ceremony with the little deliberation. Josh and Devin are still calling each other bitches and dumb and whatever and to shut up. They're still going. 
One of the things I didn't like, though, was that Josh said that Devin plays a scared game. And I, I think you could say a lot of dumb things about Devin. I mean, we've made fun of him in all of our previous yeah. podcasts. He does not play a scared game. I mean, he literally oh. asked to face bananas in elimination before Red Skulls were a thing. Yeah. I, Josh wouldn't even go into elimination with a Red Skull on the line. Oh. it's and I. Why do I feel like that's like a big brother move? It's it's weird. I, I the big brother players do like to say these things, just these outrageous things with no context or history. It's like nothing. Like Fessy's like, I'm not going in unless it's physical. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a really good strategy. However, um, you could have gone against someone that thinks mustard is going to improve his game. That's why I miss Polly because Polly would say a ridiculous thing every week, and I could write an article about it. He's yeah. like, Yeah, this is one of the best. Three season stretches in challenge history, and then I was like, mm, it, "I got at least fifteen seasons better than this." It's not though. <laughs> Check the record. <laughs> I I do miss that though. That's the as, I think that's the only thing I miss about Polly. <laughs> as the deliberation goes on, Wes announces that he is going to be voting for Corey since Corey voted for him last week, and so on. Uh, Devin announces the same, and Tori gets mad. She's like, oh, Devin wants to re- bring back this Devin-Tori rivalry from Are You the One Second Chances? And Which MTV... Nobody didn't watched. Even, they didn't even show us, like, three seconds of footage from that season of, like, Devin beating Corey or anything like that. So you could tell that even MTV was like, yeah, we don't really care about this enough to even bring out the footage. I don't even know if they have rights to the footage, because doesn't Lighthearted Entertainment do Are You the One? They do, but we've gotten, like, Big Brother footage before. Oh, that's true. But, <laughs> and also, the only people that watched Are You the One Second Chances, I mean, I watched it. I thought it was like, great. I, I thought it was a fun show. But <laughs> it, it just didn't have any, um... It, it Wait. Didn't, yeah, they were like, okay, it's like The Amazing Race. And I was like, okay, bet, cool. <laughs> I'm like, but it's also like this. And I'm like, okay cool <laughs> it was just funny because like tori literally nobody is thinking about this except not one no nope. <laughs> no one tori my huge rivalry with devin you you guys know you everyone knows and i'm like they don't they they don't no one thought of this it was like wes versus josh or josh is like we've had this long-standing rivalry i'm like i don't even think wes knows your last name dude it's like, oh, yeah, that's Josh Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? <laughs> it was then, silly. I don't, I don't like with the deliberations how people are like, okay, well, I'm voting for this person. Well, that defeats the whole secret part. And I like it better when the deliberations, like, like how Devin started off. He was like, okay, like, if you guys want to throw me in, throw me in. Like, I get why. I like when it's people that feel like they're threatened. Um you know, sort of defend themselves and, like, list reasons why they don't think that they should go in. I don't like it when it's immediately, like, I'm voting I'm voting for so-and-so. Okay, well, I'm voting for you then. Like, okay. It was a weird game, and I think last week made them believe that by just promptly announcing it, like, oh, I'm voting for Joseph, I'm doing this and that, would flip things, and it just didn't. 
it didn't it didn't play out the way I thought it would at all. I think the votes were I think nineteen to five. And I bet. everyone voted for Devin, except for Devin himself, Wes, Natalie, Nam, and Kyle, who voted for Fessy and Anissa. And Nicole Z, who was disqualified. So yeah, N- even get Nicole, Nicole and Liv didn't vote. I thought Liv voted. No, she wasn't in the house yet back. She's so cute. Yep. She's gorgeous. I love her. Uh, but yeah, she was not in the house for the vote. Uh, then between the vote and the little time period before the elimination, Wes goes to Leroy. He pitches himself like, hey, we're best friends, right? You and I. Number one since day one. <laughs> yeah, I know I've come after your your challenge best friend, Johnny Bananas, every season since, you know before christ um i know that we've been long-standing else? rivals but we always thought that was the joke we've really been best friends Leroy is like no because <laughs> west and Leroy did become friends in recent years off the show but they aren't allies in this game at all no <laughs> and also after cam you know, sort of orchestrated to have Wes go in week one, why would you think that Leroy would go against his number one? (laughs) Wes is just going for the Hail Mary. He feels defeated here, but he's just pitching whatever he can. Well, he's going to need a little bit more penance than one Hail Mary to to make it. (laughs) I... It's the only only Catholic school stuff I remember besides the like See, blatant in homophobia. Football, in football, a very far pass is known as a hail mary. Oh, yeah. So that's like the that's the throw you make at the end of the game when you're going to lose, and you just throw it as far as you can, hoping that something happens. All right, that's I like keep up with football in the sense that I'm like go Saints, and that's really. I like the food the most part, like for the most part. I agree. I like food more than football as well. And I like, like football a lot. I just want to eat nachos and like yell at the screen for something I could, <laughs> never, I could never do. I'm like, how could he not make that pass? <laughs> see how wide open that number that I can't see because I'm blind is? <laughs> I'm like, what a loser as I'm sitting there in like sweats. Then the actual elimination happens. Leroy and Casey. Oh, wait, my bad. Before the actual elimination, Leroy and Casey have their little double agents meeting where they talk about who they're going to vote in and they see all the votes. Which and was so boring, I forgot. <laughs> what What's really funny is that they both say they're not going to tell their partner much since the partner swap exists and they don't want to give them all their info. <laughs> but shouldn't you work together in this case? I just love Casey being like, yeah, I'm not going to say much to Leroy because I don't want him to know anything. And it reminded me of her three seasons of reality television where it's like, yeah, Casey, that's what you do on TV. You don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, take up your number one skill, it seems, and just. <laughs> but like, wouldn't you want to feed like. 
feed him different information then? Or like feed him enough that he feels like he can trust you? It just sucks, man. I hate this partner swap format. I mean, it, it, it is fun at times, but we're just rewarding the same teams into making very safe plays, in my opinion. Because even though West is a big move at this point, it very much feels like a safe play because it's just going to be the same people over and over again. I wish that it would. It wasn't every week they got to do the partner swap. It was just some weeks, and they wouldn't know when. You know, sort of. Like... Yeah, that seems almost unfair. Where it'll backfire at some point. Yeah. And we'll complain. I don't know. I think we're just going to complain regardless. Well, yeah, that's what I do best. <laughs> just, it's a skill set. They then choose Wes and Natalie for the elimination. Wes faces Devin in a male elimination. It is a reverse tug of war. Yeah, I, I feel like I blanked out when TJ explained it. He, he was like, okay, go from here to here, and then uh, there's poles, uh, go! And I was like, oh, okay. It was just very boring to watch because it was two people in the sand just slowly pulling themselves forward. And they were just... Generally, when these eliminations happen, one person takes, like, a big lead. Yeah. And you see the other person trying to inch back or just struggling or just trying to keep them from getting to the bell as fast as they can. But because Devin and Wes both ended up really close to their bells, it just felt weird. Yeah. And then there was that whole point where, like, Wes was like, I can see in my friend's eyes that he wants this more than I do. Like, could you? <laughs> Because I, I know damn well that this confessional was recorded after the elimination. <laughs> so did you lose? It's weird because, you know, Wes did play with the right strategy. Anyone who's watched this elimination over the years, that's the strategy. You dig yourself a hole like that. Yeah. You bury yourself in. I just don't think it worked because they both ended up so close to the bells at the end, like on their initial run. And my thing was, like, are there are there ropes actually tied together? Because I don't know what's going on. It didn't feel like it. It was very confusing. Also, why did they have the bells instead of the, the buttons? I didn't like the buttons. They were too close on the ground to get the button. I like when they're, like, struggling to ring the bell. Yeah, uh, it, it was weird. My thing was, like, maybe they should have given them a shorter rope on their back so that that way they would have been farther from the buttons. It just didn't make sense at all to me. And did they have to go around the poles? I didn't know either. It was very I, confusing because he explained it like that, but it didn't always look like that. It was. It, it looked like they just ran a straight shot down, down the, uh, the the elimination grounds, rather than them like having to run in a circle or uh, throughout the the poles. Very it was confusing. a boring elimination, and. Could, it's a it's a great win for Devin. He's now somehow a career four and one in eliminations. Strange, a very strange time. My, <laughs> like you know, my parents have watched like a, a few seasons of the show, and during the the premiere, my mom's like, "Who's this guy?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Devin." She's like, "Who?" It's like, "Oh, he's from Are You the One." She goes, "What is that?" I'm like, "He's also from Are You the One Second Chances." She's like, "I don't I don't know what that one is either." <laughs> He just hasn't made, like, a mark on there. He beat Bananas in Elimination. He owns wins over both Bananas and West now. 
Uh, he is best known as Marie's ex on Twitter. <laughs> he technically beat Zach too. <laughs> yeah, no, no one remembered that. <laughs> I forgot till you just said it. <laughs> it's just like one of those things where like he's obviously not as good as as his four and one stat says. Yeah, but he is four and one somehow, which is just like. You achieved it. Congratulations. Hi. Josh is 0-3 saying you're playing a scared game. It, uh, and people, But people are playing scared games this season, it feels. Very much. And I don't blame them because I think the strategy isn't go and get a gold school. It's wait for the weakest person to get a gold school and then try and take their gold school. Because if you have a gold school, you're going to have a target on you. Yeah. Because you're only one of five people who's going to have them. But you don't you don't have a lot of chances to get it. They say that, and then they're going to have like ten elimin like ten eliminations per gender this season. Because... Yeah, but that's that's only five per per group, right? If you think no, I think ten way. per gender. Like, there's going to be like at least at least eight. I don't know because last season there were just as many eliminations as normal. Yeah, they they might have to extend it given that because I thought it was a girls elimination this week. It it was probably going to be, but then we had two injuries go on, which yeah makes it a good case for making it a guys' day. Plus, the team that got voted in, one of them didn't even have a girl to compete in. Yeah, it would have just been you know Devin standing there. <laughs> <laughs> Easy elimination win for Natalie up against no one. She's like, second school, here we come. Yeah. After the elimination, Wes tells everyone, like, hey, I've never voted my friends into elimination. I've never done this. You don't have to. I've won two championships. And I will say this. Wes has actually never, like, voted in his friends into elimination, really, throughout most of his career. I think one of the exceptions, like, I think he voted in Avery on X's 2 and... That was only because Johnny Riley was in the bananas camp. Yeah, and Johnny Riley sucks. <laughs> that man looks like he smells like old monster energy drinks. <laughs> and like so, broken jewel pods. It's just one of those weird things where like Wes says it and you're like, yeah, Wes, like, yeah, you've never voted your friend into elimination, but you've also saved yourself in favor of having your friends go into elimination. Yeah, so like, is there much difference between the two? He's like, oh, lying by omission, you know? Like, there's the famous moment where Zach is his number one ally, and then he goes to Leroy and was like, well, if you throw in Zach, I can be your new number one, and you can be my new number one. That, that didn't play out for him too well, given I, that played out, Well, no, that played out for him well. Oh, I mean, that, that played out for him well in Nexus 2. Because Leroy actually did it and voted Zach in, and then Zach was out, and suddenly Leroy was now under West. <laughs> he 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 was he went to Leroy. He's like, I could be your janitor or your CEO. <laughs> Leroy's just been waiting like all this time to get revenge, and he's like, now's my time. I'm throwing West in. <laughs> and I I like how Casey was like, yeah, I'm gonna do my partner a solid. I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote West in too. I'm like, what other? What other choice were you going to make? Yeah, who else were you going to throw in? You're like, I'm throwing in Fessy. Yeah, like, who are you going Who are you going to vote for? She's like, CT, I don't give a shit about your egg quesadilla. Yeah. 
<laughs> Have you ever had an egg quesadilla? Yeah, I make a lot of things with eggs. Have you ever had an egg quesadilla? If you, yeah, if you put, like, I use, like, scrambled eggs inside of, uh, to make, like, breakfast quesadillas. Because I, I am, I'm famously allergic to a lot of the things that have, uh, large amounts of protein in them. So I can't mm-hmm. have, like, spinach or kale because I'm allergic to them. So I try to, uh, incorporate eggs into a lot of my food. Also, <laughs> Taco Bell seasoning on everything. I think eggs, I mean, I mean, an egg breakfast burrito or a taco, that makes sense to me with like melted cheese on it. But there's something about the thinness of a quesadilla where I just, I don't really like adding eggs to it because it's, it's a different texture. Really? There's, yeah. there's a lot of like memes going around now where it's like, or like TikToks where someone's like that moment when you're eating scrambled eggs and then you realize how gross they are. And then you continue to eat them. <laughs> I like, have that moment all the time, especially when they're like cold. Oh, they're and the moment they get cold, I'm like, I don't want this anymore. And I love <laughs> like room temperature food. That's no, it's one of those things where they get cold, and I'll take a slice of bacon and I'll just like grab them together, and I'm just gonna eat as much as I can in this one bite. The fastest that I can get it on that piece of toast and just ram it in. I've now said I've gotten a lot of balls to my face and talking about ramming something into my mouth. So that's, this is really good for my branding. You're bringing up the male demographic of this show. You're just ranking it up. <laughs> am I, am I Nikki sitting with one N or Nikki sitting with two N's? <laughs> Be the judge. After the elimination, Devin picks Tori as his new partner, which doesn't really help him. But annoys oh. Tori, which was hilarious to me, because Tori has just not been enjoyable this season very much. Very Thus, confusing. seeing her be annoyed was hilarious. I, but then it's also like, what what were Devin's options? Like take take Nani to like piss off Josh. He could have took Cam. We could see Cam taken a second time. Why wouldn't he take Lolo? I don't understand. Sorry, that's the, these female partners are almost not helpful in such a way where they can still vote you in if they know it's a guy's day coming up. Then again, we talked about this before. We're kind of expecting a girls' day to happen, or like a, a, a dual partner day to happen at some point. Yeah, I I just it just it doesn't make any sense to me this choosing, but. What I did see is there's a hall brawl next week. Yeah. I'm ready. It, it looks like an exciting episode next week. Uh, I think as a whole, this episode, I rank it um, six Nam abs out of eight. Okay. The, the daily okay. challenge itself rocked. The fights were pretty good. The big TCT shenanigans were hilarious. It just kind of fell short at the end. Yeah, I'm going to give it five. Five out of eight name abs. Because the elimination just, it, it fell short so much. And I guess I was expecting, um, given like last week's preview of this week's episode, I thought there would be like a physical altercation between Josh and CT. Or that like Josh would try to like throw a punch at CT or something. Yeah, I'm real annoyed. I'm real annoyed we haven't seen a fight in a few seasons. Yeah, I 
let me see someone get DQ'd for throwing a punch. Violence is never the answer. It's not. Except when it is. Except in reality TV. <laughs> that's that's the only time I think that you should wake up and choose violence is on reality TV. I'm trying to be entertained. You know? Yeah, I agree. One of the things that I'll say is that in the trailer for this season, there was a scene where Teresa is crying. And she's like, why did they put me in a house with this person? And Wes is gone now. Yeah, I thought it was Wes the whole time. Yeah, and we haven't seen Teresa much this season in her big return. Maybe maybe we're going to see some of those people like the Teresa, the Darrell, and the auxiliary characters like the Gabby. Maybe this is their time now that Wes is gone. Because Wes leaving yeah. opens up a ton of screen time to a lot of people. And... It's helpful because he's been a scapegoat the first three episodes. Yeah, and I, I'm kind maybe it'll finally be Nanny versus Teresa. Oh, God. That's a storyline that I just love. And I and that to me it. that was just one of the all-time great two season arcs ever where they oh, did not yeah. like each other and it culminated in a physical pole wrestle between two women of like similar strengths and oh man, that was awesome. And it was like 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 Naya was in on the whole like ragging on 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 Nani thing. I'm Team Nani always. But like it was interesting to see Avery come in as as a rookie and was like, you know, like because the season it, before that Nani had weird. hooked up with, with Johnny Riley. I I like that Rizek. side of the house better, but I just didn't like the Nani slander. Same. Oh man, what a time to be alive! I know. I gotta. We, I, I'll probably rewatch it a second. <laughs> Third time. Fourth time. Just this month. <laughs> we will be reviewing next week's episode on the podcast again on Wednesday. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this recap of the episode. We really enjoyed the episode, I think. We did. And I hope everyone has a good whatever holiday they are celebrating. Uh, yeah, at least take advantage of the holiday splendors. Get some good food. Yep. Get some good eggnog. Apparently, people like eggnog. I'm not into it, but... Hard time. You don't want an eggnog quesadilla? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. If you can, subscribe to this channel on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you can. Follow oh. Nikki on Twitter, at the Nikki Sin, at the Nikki Sin.com, Instagram, at the Nikki Sin, Alan Aguirre, on Twitter, at the Alan Aguirre. And some other stuff, caffeineconfessions.com. <laughs> a lot of following to do. A lot, a lot of following, whatever. A lot of likes, subscribes, you know. Yeah. It worked Comment. for David Dobrik. Yeah. Like and subscribe, tweet me at David Dobrik. You know, just this time type in caffeine confessionals. All right. Have a nice day, everyone. Peace.